with surrender comes a not knowing, which I would also call a deep knowing. And that deep knowing is awareness. It's a, a knowing which is not about mind-based knowledge. It's not about facts or opinions or anticipations or perceptions. It's a, a rootedness in the truth of what you are in this ground of awareness, which is always, always present, never leaves. So not knowing, surrendering to not knowing and not needing to know is where safety and security is because we're freed from the known. Some part of us knows that the known, the conditioned structure of ourselves, the inherited stories from the apparent external world, one part of us or some part of us knows that this is not the grander truth of things. And so then this takes a, a while to question and to release these notions of inherited knowledge. It takes a while to unravel, release, to unblock. And then we rest into surrender, not knowing, which in itself is deep knowing, pure knowing, awareness, um, also known as jnana. It is the knowledge that you are pure existence, pure being. And that to the ego sense is very terrifying. The sense of me depends on the illusion of control to keep itself alive, to keep itself in this constant battle between desire and fear because by definition this ego self is deficient, incomplete, a fragment cut off from the rest of life so it seeks it desires more, it desires fulfillment, completion, wholeness. And for that, it needs time. Because this moment, this is surrender. This moment, this here now, not the time-based here now, the, the raw immediacy our presence is surrender. And so the fictitious me constructs the idea of time 
because it sees this moment as not being sufficient, not being satisfactory. So it has to perceive something better in the future. Its desire is based on time. And at the end of this journey, it will find what it needs to no longer be deficient and not only time, but also control. It needs control, as I said. And it fears, and I'm talking about it as if it's a real entity. Of course it's not, but it can certainly feel like that. It fears death. It fears its own demise. And we're talking here about ego death, you know. We're talking about um, psychological death and these psychological deaths can happen constantly throughout the day. Someone says something to you, calls you a name, makes a comment, and it feels as if you're dying. It feels as if you've lost a part of who you are. Something's been removed away from you. It fears that psychological death. So it tries to control its environment and its interactions to bolster its sense of solidity and permanency. It fears its death. But it takes so much energy to do this tug of war, this toing and throwing between the dynamics of energy, which are fear and desire. And in the middle of these two extremes or uh, magnetic pools is a contraction in the body. The body seeks rest. The body wants rest. The body wants relaxation, calmness, ease, peace. The body wants surrender, to let go. And at that point, when we're talking about surrender in that sense, it's sort of death but it's a death that brings life, renewal. To die to the ego, to this constant battle, and to rest into the peace of deep knowing. So we, and uh, we have to be careful with that word we, because, it's, uh, because we need to be clear about to whom we're pointing. We, desire both death and life. We desire both control and surrender. And there is another contraction, another cause of pain, another sp split, another polarization. So it then takes some inquiry, some introspection, some meditation to look at the layers of those, of that contraction of that polarization, and we find that that in the middle between the dualities is pain, suffering, based on identities, beliefs about oneself, conditioned, programmed in the psyche, body and mind. There is a place to vent, to express and say, this is what's happened to me. There's a, there's a time and place for that. 
But what is more profound is to listen to the body and listen to the energetic field within and around the body. There we find, we find these stories encoded and we, with the help of attention, focus the light of awareness. We don't try to analyze. We just make ourselves available to the unraveling of these stories, to just be receptive to what's here. It has its own intelligence. The body wants to rest, so it will reveal at any given time, if we're quiet and uh, attentive, it will, will reveal what it needs to reveal. It will communicate, it will connect with whatever it needs to connect with. It will reveal its wisdom. It will also reveal its need. So for example, if there's a, uh, an energy, a, a, a blockage, a contraction in the body, which is associated with a sense of me from the past, you know, eight years old, and the eight-year-old version of you was voiceless, never heard. In a way, within the dynamic makeup of this body, this psyche, this younger you still lives on here and manifests, still has the same needs, still has the same pain, which then gets translated into interactions as an adult. So I'm talking here, you know, on the level of being a person and that's okay. You know, we have this, this manifestation where we can be people, where we can interact in a relative sense to explore ourselves. We are the absolute, we are the self and we alone are and we manifest in countless ways, including the play of being a person. So we can, you know, we can work with that. We can, we can understand the person. We can get to know the person. That's okay. And as I said, it pays to do that in a deeper way beyond the mind's um, analysis and storytelling. So this younger you may live on and then present itself. And then we wonder, why is, why do I do this? Why do I feel like this? What's wrong with me? Why do I need to be in control all the time or whatever it is? Why do I feel so unsafe? We find that a pivotal, maybe, maybe not always the case, but we find a pivotal time in the apparent history, in a relative sense, of our lives where we got a message, a very impactful message from caregivers, from those around us, that you're not safe. And so we seek control. With inquiry, we go into this belief, this uh, message, this identity, and we see what's here, what's present, what needs to be communicated. This happens within a uh, capacity of compassion, of openness, 
what needs to be revealed is revealed and what needs to be released is released and this is what healing is it's a release of the false the false stories the false identities which seem not actually but seem to be blocking wholeness seem to make us feel separate ultimately all suffering is based on the belief in separation and our stories make us feel separate ultimately so it's about coming home to wholeness and that's not a journey that takes time like seeking does you are whole and the question is what makes it feel otherwise and so that's the inquiry <laughs>